What's going on, y'all? This is Levi with a post-production note. This pay-per-view is cursed, as you'll hear us talk about. Or maybe you won't, because my microphone quality is kaput in this episode. And I just want to first and foremost apologize for that. I think I had a bad cable, something. I don't know what happened, but you will consistently hear me just like cutting in and out like a robot and rather than just re-record and plan and get together and prolong the the next episode i thought i would just go ahead and present this episode with a heavy amount of editing and in hopes that uh you can still enjoy it there are lots of jokes and laughs to be had but i just want to first and foremost apologize this is not the quality i like to present but it is what it is so Uh, I do hope you enjoy the episode as it is. Uh, Like I said, there's a lot to enjoy here. So, again, apologies, but get geared in for one of the worst shows I've ever seen in my life. It is No Way Out 2005. Here we go. What is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you can walk out here and come into the ring and face the very best in the business? Ruthless aggression. Ray is not your father. I'm your father, Dominic. I'm your father. Enjoying the ride, Randy. You son of a bitch. You're here he's in nashville he wants to talk to us a little bit about what hollywood hulk hogan's been doing in wcw kyle how you doing hey there i'm a big fan i'm a big fan of the show for years i was wondering uh, kyle, what's your question uh, uh hulk hogan on top of uh, 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 do you think we're gonna call in you gotta have your question ready to go. All right. Come on. thank you I think think he he wanted to say, hey, hold on. I think what he wanted to say is, what do I think that Hulk Hogan and the NWO is going to be doing over the next 10 to 15 years? And I got to say, if you think it's working for Vince McMahon, then the answer is you're dead wrong. Uh, There isn't a thing that Vince McMahon could do to get those three men back in the fold, that being Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Hulk Hogan. There's absolutely no one that I think could match up with them in a WrestleMania sort of scenario where uh, any one of them could hang 
one-on-one uh, on the roster with those three right now. Uh, anyway, call us up, 1-909-9900. That's the hotline. You can reach us here. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. Thank you. Now, you know, folks, I just want to tell you, you know, it is what it is. And I got to say, Conrad, that the only thing <laughs> – it sound like it's JR's old shitty podcast when he was obviously calling through a phone. <laughs> it actually sounded, it sounded like you were calling in and to a, yeah. Listen, listen here, Ariel. Hey, excuse me. Hey, I heard you've been talking some shit. You want to throw down? <laughs> listen, why don't you go to Ariel Hellwani? Why don't you go to uh, Ariel Hellwani? <laughs> Got him. G- giggity, uh, uh, giggity. I know that's what the kids are into. Giggity goo. Yeah. You know, folks, my favorite episode of Family Guy. Gotta be the one where Jeff, you know, breaks his ankle and, you know, Peter has to step in. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite episode is the one where they get trapped in the bank vault and Brian has to eat Stewie's shit. <laughs> <laughs> my, my favorite episode is the one where they have to get a new dog because Brian died. And then he just comes back. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Supporting a severe backlash that Seth MacFarlane and the folks at Family Guy received after that one. Boy. <laughs> speaking of Seth, backlash. <laughs> the backlash that Seth freaking MacFarlane got. <laughs> <laughs> Seth freaking MacFarlane. <laughs> like, we can shut the mics off. We're not going to say anything funnier than that. Anyways. Like, do you want do you want to use my crap mic? Because like this is the only option I have, yes. right? Because like this is the only option I have yes. right now. Yes, we will. Okay. We will make I'll, I'll help you have something figured we'll... out by the next episode. And who knows when that's gonna be? Because my baby's due like any week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> plus, you know, um, my yeah, episodes, you know, go all out. So it's gonna take probably a couple of months of preparation and planning and whatnot. So we'll get it figured out, baby. Don't you worry. But for now, we're just gonna make do because this episode. Like, dude, this show sucks. Yeah. That's a nice word. <laughs> and then we're just talking about the podcast. We even got to No Way Out. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Kyle turns heel on the Ruthless Aggression podcast. <laughs> Anyways, you can find me. I'm the new host of Grill and JR. No. <laughs> the new host of Grill and J-Car. <laughs> <laughs> he said it. He said the thing. So let's let's pivot now into this pile of feces known as No Way Out 2005, shall we? There's no way out but through. Let's go. You know, it really sucks too. It's for this crap pay per view. I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna go all out. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take more notes. I'm gonna just be ready. And then uh, the show sucks. And my microphone is equally as shitty. So. It's an omen. I I feel good that I didn't watch it until today. Like I didn't have to sit on. <laughs> I've tried for the past four weeks to watch this show. Like as soon as the last yeah. episode was done, I was like, "All right, let's go," and I just couldn't. couldn't. No, no, freaking hate. Like I, I tried casually watch. Usually after we do a podcast, like if I'm just sitting around, I'm like, hey, "Let's just start the next pay per view." I couldn't. I forgot about it, and then I started watching it last night. And like I said, I messaged you. So here's some insider stuff, folks. I saw Ray Mysterio come out, and I was like, "Cool." Eddie came out, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be nice." Eddie and Ray one on one, and then the Bashams come out, and I'm like, "Oh no, it's a tag without, match." No, without Shaniqua. No, Shaniqua. She she had more charisma and each titty than they have in either of their big bald heads. Same with the uh, the Bashams, big old bald it was, heads. It was permanent. <laughs> 
Oh, man. And one year removed from that. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Uh, man, so, yeah, it's no way out 2005. And I'm not going to pull any punches here. This is the worst show, I, in my opinion, that we've reviewed here on the, on the timeline. Well, here, oh, here's my thing about it. Maybe, you know, we're just to jump a little ahead, but, like, it's not even that it's necessarily, like, the worst in terms of it's bad. It's just this is the most nothing show we've ever reviewed. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. No biffle whatsoever. And I'm. I, and this is the first time. Oh man. Season one. I didn't watch this the Smackdowns leading up to the show, so I had no idea what was mm. going on. But I didn't need to. <laughs> and that's the funny. That's. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jake. I was gonna say the. Uh, they actually did a really good job though with their their packages before the matches. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, and again, we are getting way way ahead, but I thought that the. Uh, the finals match between John Cena and Kurt Angle, like the package they did for that, I thought that was awesome. And it, I was like, oh, wow, this this has happened over the last month. That's amazing and crazy. But, um, yeah, you didn't need to watch the SmackDowns because there wasn't anything groundbreaking happening between whatever we just watched and this dreck. I thought I was going crazy because, you know, I'm watching the show because I, I go in blind. I just like to watch pay-per-view to pay-per-view. And... Uh, I was watching these packages, especially like the one between Undertaker and uh, that one guy whose name I forgot because whatever. Luther Reigns. <laughs> Luther, there you go. Um, and I was just like, whoa, did I miss something? Like, did they just show like the very tip of the feud? Like, oh man, there must be more. No, nope. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> well, if you'd sum it up in one sound, it would sound like this. <laughs> that is my lone excuse to use the Discord soundboard, folks. Oh, well, you need to get that one sound. You need to get that like deflated fart sound effect that they always use in like Rocko's Modern Life and stuff. That'd be perfect. That's the best fart source. Perfectly with this Heidenreich gift. No context. If you want to know, you just look up Heidenreich gift. But welcome to the show. This is the Ruthless Regression Podcast, Season 4, No Way Out 2005. I'm Levi, joined as always by Bubba the Love Sponge. Bubba, how are you doing today, sir? I'm so firm. <laughs> I don't know what Bubba the Love Sponge sounds like. You know, really uh, just so you know. Just so you know. Hey, Hulk Hogan, want to bang my wife? You know, brother, I was thinking about banging his wife. and. Uh... <laughs> I said no. Yeah, just sir. What's the man code, brother? No, dude. I'm gonna do it. So we're actually we're switching up the format and we're doing a call-in show. But rather than having you call in, it's just one of us, and I'm this week's call-in. No, uh, no. Just so you know, like I uh, about an hour or so before the show, I'm setting up, and nothing is cooperating. Like I try my new computer, I try my old computer, and I just come to the conclusion that my mic is just dead. So I am going off a uh, a like four or five year old cell phone plugged into a gaming headset. So that's why it sounds like I'm calling in on the hotline. Yeah. That's one nine oh nine ninety nine hundred. You can find it find out now for one ninety nine a minute what's going on in WCW. But no, it's not a big juicy Kyle and he's calling in today as aforementioned. But of course as always to my left. It's that good old J car. It's Jake back in the booth. How are you doing good stir? Man, I don't. There's a couple matches that were the same in this show that didn't need to happen, and some more matches that didn't need to happen, and ultimately, a match that didn't need to happen. So I don't know, man. 
<laughs> this show was something, all right. This whole show didn't need to happen. <laughs> they, they treated it like it too, man. Like we'll get to it. You know, I've had my gripes with SmackDown in the past, and I can only surmise that SmackDown has suffered from the back-to-back-to-back sort of pay-per-view lineup here because they've had to have a pay-per-view since Survivor. No, wait, no mercy. No Mercy. They've had No Mercy, Survivor Series, Armageddon, Royal Rumble, and now No Way Out going into WrestleMania 21. Seven in a row. They do not need that many freaking pay-per-views. Oh, this is the Vince McMahon calling in. Why the hell don't you need more pay-per-views? <laughs> oh, Mr. McMahon, what an honor. I'd be doing a lot better if he shipped any of that. Give me your money and stop complaining. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I, I can't understand you. Your, your mustache must be in the way. <laughs> a very Walt Disney-esque mustache. But this is No I'm... Way Out 2005. There is no shortcut home. And this event took place February 20th, 2005 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at the <laughs> Melon Arena. Mm. Which Puppies! Now... By the way, that was a very, very... Very sly, very clever survivor reference he slipped in there, Levi. I'm just hoping someone would appreciate that. You know, there's no way out, but there's plenty of ways in, as Batista will show us later. <laughs> and uh, Big Show. Well, actually, there were lots of ways out in that match, as it turns out. But anyway. <sighs> I, the, mm, I got plenty to say about that. <laughs> yeah, me, the match. me too, me too. I mean, that a great main event. Stay tuned. <laughs> uh, but we have a, an attendance tonight of 9,500 with a capacity of the building of 18,000 plus. They Gowsers. Crammed in like sardines here. <laughs> we got a buy rate on pay-per-view of 240,000. Our theme song tonight is Enemy by Fozzie. And guys, what do you think about this song? I like this song. Did yeah, it's, really? it's Fozzie. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the listeners out there, there's going to be a few, only a few of you, but you may relate to this. I saw the music video to this uh, launch on the WWE Experience on Spike TV back in the day. 10 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Where? You guys, you guys remember watching the, the premiere of this music video? No. No. Or, I discovered this song like four years ago. Yeah, I, th- so for me, I was aware of Fozzy, but in 2005, like, I wasn't really, like, super into wrestling. Like, it took me by surprise that Chris Jericho had a band, I'll say that. And <laughs> it's like middle school. I remember a dude brought the CD in, and I only had two takeaways. One, the skeleton on the front just, like, obviously looked like a miniature or something. And two, like, the name Fozzy, it just stuck out to me as kind of dumb because immediately I thought of the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, credit to them. They're not, they're not bad. And certainly like, you know, I mean, Chris Jericho was loving that Judas nowadays, but they, they, you know, they were, they used to be a lot better than they are now. I'll say that much. much I don't sense. know. I think from the way I hear it, it just sounds like it's fairly consistent. <laughs> no offense, folks. <laughs> Well, I've said this before on the podcast, I'm pretty sure in our WWE Originals review back from last season, but I thought Chris Jericho singing was a joke. Like, I'm like, he's he's bad, guys, right? Right? But then, you know, yeah, he's, 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 he's not a good singer. But then he got this album. And he's a produced singer. There's this song, and I know there's a song called The Test, 
not to be confused with Andrew Martin. <laughs> There's some called the Test Office album that TNA used for one of their events, and I'm like, man, I yeah, but that song was dead on arrival. Oh, that's sad. But um, because Test died. I, I would have just said, ooh, yeah, that song was fucked by Triple H. <laughs> that would have been better. No. Test, well, that, that could have been any... That's, that's not <laughs> descriptive enough. <laughs> Anywho, let's move forward. Uh, but yeah, I did like the song. I've listened to it for many, many years. I was, it was one of those songs, you know, I was shocked that it was on this pay-per-view because I didn't realize it until I watched it recently. I'm like, whoa, that's... That's cool. Much like Enemy by Seven Dust at a Unforgiven 03. Didn't realize it. Yeah. Just songs I'll, I'll, called I'll, Enemy. Those are the ones they license. Yeah, I'll say this. It might not be like the most mind-blowing song in the world to me, but it makes for a good pay-per-view theme. We are sponsored tonight by Subway. Once again, Ooh, I don't know how many more times we can talk about Subway other than the fact Hey, 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 hey. I'll, I'll, hey, listen, Levi. I'll give, I'll, I'll give him props. I had Subway Last night for dinner, I got me that Subway Club, some of that smoky, smoky chipotle sauce. It was delicious. So there you go. You get the official Kyle Subway endorsement of the night. You know what? I'll jump on that train. I had it for lunch. Uh, Was it Wednesday? It was Sunday this week. I hadn't had it in a long time. I was like, sandwich sounds nice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It It was okay. All right, that's better than bad. Jake, do you have a, a positive Subway experience? I'm trying to go for that sponsorship. No. Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> you know, uh, Jared actually came to my wife's school when she was in fifth grade. I'm sure he oh, did. No. Oh, no. no. Levi, I think, I, I think you meant... No, I'm not even going to go there. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say. I don't want to get Still the podcast. Still looking oh. good. Oh God, no! So <laughs> people saying when he bends over in prison. Oh, you went there. He went there. He went there. Tonight, for the first time ever, two men will step inside a barbed wire steel cage. A demonic creation fighting not only for their survival. Built for torment. But for the WWE Championship, how can a society so advanced create a structure so barbaric? The answer lies within. At the root of our nature, animals, we possess primal instincts. Survive to destroy. Tonight there is no retreat. Rent to shreds. No escape. In. Nowhere to run. Trapped. Once they're in, there's no way out. Smackdown presents WWE No Way Out.
Cupid Valentino, the modern day Cupid, and I just want to say one thing, happy Valentine's Day. I don't think y'all heard, man, I just want to say happy Valentine's Day. Can y'all dig that? Now, when arrows don't penetrate, see. So we get an opening package, and I couldn't help but to be Yeah, that's that's how Jared started the day. <laughs> oh, that is awful. Just like the... No, 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 no. Now, boys, let's try this again. Oh my god. Takes <laughs> down over there, man. This is the most. This is starting out to be the most cursed episode yet. Yes, we got Heidenreich and Michael going at it in the guest chat. And then, then Jared talking talk about Jared. Yeah, that's what this show's done to us, folks. This show has broken us. Henry, oh Henry. Yeah, play Henry. He's a fireman and a Jared fan from Subway. <laughs> he got, you know, he, in fact, I think he got beefed up on burgers and fries, but, but now he's down to a smaller size. Shut up. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. That was, that was beat into my head during, like, Raw Smackdown and the early aughts. So I don't want to hear it. <laughs> But what about fruity, delicious, delicious, fruity, oh, fruity, 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 my god, they're Diet Coke. What? Aw, oh, no. <laughs> Levi, you can't tease me with that, man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were about to enter the Skittles here. I was getting excited. No, that's... That's, how, that's how you know how bad the show is. Yeah, not for another year, unfortunately. Okay. Which is okay. like five years in, like, actual podcast ex external timeline. Word up. Anyways, <laughs> Levi, let's... Let's uh, let her rip. Okay, so about the opening intro to the show, so that there's no more joking. <laughs> uh, I couldn't help but find this hilarious, man. It's certainly. Oh my god, not, so funny. It's not trying to be, but I mm -mm. mean, Big Show moving around all crazy, like. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then JBL be like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It was hilarious, man. I, I thought it was hilarious. What do you guys think? I was dying. Yeah. <laughs> I had to run it back to make sure it was funny. I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, maybe I'm high. No, this is hilarious. No, it is. It is. And what makes it be more funny is like they're trying to compare. Like, I don't want to talk too much about the cage so we get in the main event because there's a lot to talk about on it. But like, they try to make it sound like it's hell in a cell. Like they're they're tiptoeing around calling it a demonic structure in every way they can. Nah. <laughs> but dude, Two men will be ripped. Barbed wire steel cage. And you have to oh face the barbed wire. Unless you finish them at your opponent or escape through the door. Yeah, exactly. No, you can't. No, you can't. Mm. No, oh, okay. mm -mm. Hold on, hold on. You gotta hold on to the end. Don't just don't spoil it, folks. But I, uh, one thing I will say, one thing I will say, because this extends more so than mad. just the match. This extends more than just the match. But you notice, the, like, it's the steel cage, the barbed wire steel cage. That's what they're pushing. It's all the graphics, the main event, everything. Barbed wire steel cage. But do you notice something's off? I do not. That ain't barbed wire. That's razor wire it's they're razor all using. Wire. It's a big difference. 
barbed wire is just pokey. Razor wire will slice your shit up. Slice the <laughs> shit out of you, yeah. So that was yeah. razor wire. The other thing, the other thing is like the whole point of the of it being a barbed wire cage was so you wouldn't escape. The whole point was to not. Oh my god, I'm so angry at this pay per view. Hey, who says they do or don't escape? We'll get to the main event. <laughs> but I thought there was so no way out. Turns out there's several ways out. Yes. Except there's several ways to get out. Well, no way out. That's no. It's referring to the audience. It's like you gave us your money. You can't escape. No. <laughs> and now Subway and SmackDown present No Way Out. So you the pyro. We got a small pew, 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 pew. dry set. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, can you describe the set to our listeners? Okay, this is another one of those what do we got in storage kind of Bingo. sets. Bingo! Like they just put a bunch of shit together. Yeah, they just threw a bunch of shit together. So, like, the... I'll start with the entrance way. Like, it's... So, the entrance... I don't even a ramp. It's a flat stage. It's just got a bunch of curved, kind of like those piped curvature things, those arches. Like, a few of them all catty-cornered weird, so it looks all menacing. It's wrapped in razor wire. And then behind it's a big square tron, which doesn't line up well. It's like, okay, it's just there. And then above it, it's like a big curvy tron that just screams like, hey, did they just take this from No Mercy and recycle it? Because, like, come on, it's the same one. And then there's just like some drapes or something that. behind. You just now pointed out, they sure as heck did take the No Mercy. They did, they did. It's, it's, so, un it's so unmistakable. You, like, that should tell you right there how important this show is. <laughs> yes, exactly. Wow. Exactly, like the curvy, like it's so obvious. And then the rest is just, oh, let's put up some sparkly curtains, I guess. And that's it. Crap set, uh, uninspired. Kyle nailed it when he said, "Look, what do we got in storage?" Exactly what it is, though. And especially like going back and watch all these pay per views, like you just, you know, you pay attention to the set, you see all the elements they use. So when they reuse them, you just, you know, you notice. And I just noticed every single one. Bug the crap out of me. <laughs> Bravo, sir. That was an excellent telling of the set. And I want to be transparent to the listeners out here. This, I'm not kidding when I say this is the worst show I've seen in the timeline. Yep. And so much, it discouraged me from doing the show the normal way, such as being thorough with my notes, taking things beat by beat. Today, <laughs> the majority of today's notes, I'm being transparent, is from TJRWrestling.com. <laughs> uh, or .net, excuse me. Who gives excellent breakdowns of many, many pay-per-views throughout the year, so I highly uh, recommend you go out and check the website out. It's outstanding. It is high point the matches, honestly. Minimal notes will come from my thoughts. Most of the notes will come from the breakdown uh, from TJR Wrestling, so just want to be transparent about that. And I, I gotta be real, I was thinking this as we were watching this show, just kind of think about how all the pay-per-views you've watched have been crap. Like, is there even a point to try to rate the individual matches at this point? The highest rating I can give is a thumbs in the middle. Like, I'm saying, it's like, especially for this show, like, maybe we should just discuss the match and just freaking move on, because good lord, this is a drag. Yeah, this might be a shorter episode than you're normally used to. We're going to try and make it funny. We're going to try and make this entertaining. And I think we, well, we got plenty hey, yeah. to say. For, for sure, for sure. Hey, listen, listen, I knew this show was going to be dry as crap, so I got a, a bunch of cool Kyle notes, so don't worry. I, I got some notes. Don't worry. We're ready to talk. Cool Kyle notes coming to you live. Well, I just want to add this. As they're, as they're coming in, it just made me laugh like a commentary. You know, that's in Pittsburgh, and Taz is trying to hype it up. He's like, oh, yeah, Pittsburgh. 
United States City. But tonight, you know, it should be called the Barbed Wire City. And then Cole just immediately, or the Steel Cage City. Anyways, and I just imagine Taz probably just, just boiling like, what the fuck? Dude, you just trying to one-up me right here? Dude, Michael Cole was ass all night on the show. All night. Like at this point, like I get the feeling Taz is just like, I'm, I'm I want to get out of this shit, man. Let's get this going south. <laughs> I'm ready to go to ECW on Sci-Fi. <laughs> and then go to TNA. Because <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> This first match is Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero against the Basham Brothers without Shaniqua for the tag championship. Nothing even to look at. So the backstory here is Ray's original partner was RVD, but he's out with the knee injury. Oh no. Rob. Mm, not the RV knee. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> so Eddie was subbed in as the partner, and I can tell you this, uh, Eddie and Ray have started their friendly rivalry. Um, I, I want to say at the start of the new year, they had some singles matches and Ray just ekes, wins out over Eddie, and then he's like, Eddie's like, okay, you barely got me. Cool. And this is going to lead into the summer of the custody of Dominic. Like, I, I could tell. I could tell. Like, as soon as I see Eddie and Ray together, and like, I mean, not to be morbid, but the back of my head, like, you know, it's Eddie Guerrero passes away in November. It's like, I'm mentally, I'm counting down to sadness. <laughs> as, as bleak as that sounds. But the one shining star is, I'm like, oh, the Dom stuff is coming. Yes. <laughs> I mean, how can you not look at Eddie at this point, man? It's just like, ah, oh, man. Uh, and I just hate it, too, because, like, it's a year out from WrestleMania 20, it's a big moment, and here he is in just the tag match of the Bastions opening a show. And it looked like he was poised for another world title match, uh, or world title run, excuse me, towards the end with Batista. But uh, I guess we'll never know. But anyway, yeah. it really is a shame, and I've said this in the past, that you had Eddie in his in his final years toiling away with Luther Reigns and Mark Jindrak and the Basham Brothers and Orlando Jordan. It's a shame. It is. All of you, if y'all are listening, shame on y'all for not only wasting <laughs> the prime years of or the prime year of Eddie Guerrero, but wasting our time because we didn't want to see you then and we don't want to see you now. Yeah, man. Because I know for a fact that freaking you know uh, Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis and Triple H and all them are listening. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and your Walt Disney mustache. <laughs> Weirdo. Mr. House looking new face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at this point he is he, at this point he's going to like put himself into like some kind of freaking consciousness so he can just do shitty booking forever. Oh gosh. I would believe that. <laughs> I want to upload my consciousness into AI. Yeah, book. <laughs> that is terrifying. I know, right? <laughs> oh, 
Oh yeah, can I st- start off? Why was uh, Danny like Basham? He starts out the match pointing at his cock, and I was confused until the commentary was like, "Oh, it's, it's the SOD at his waist, the Secretary of Defense." No, what the hell is that? What? The Basham brothers are like a smaller, lamer version of the Harris brothers from WCW. Oh God, yeah. Well, at least they're not Nazis, so. That's true. <laughs> At least they're not Nazis. Well, let's be fair. They the the bash or excuse me the the Harris brothers weren't Nazis. They were Klan members. But <laughs> I understood part. Harris brother, uh, one of them or fucking both of them probably, but one of them had the SS tattoos on them. Like you can see it clear as day in WCW. I was like, what oh, the yeah. fuck? How did you not notice this, Bookers? Hey, I don't want none of this. <laughs> Guerrero works on Danny's left knee, followed by an armbar. When Mysterio tags in with a running leg drop, brother. The hills work over Mysterio for a bit. Mysterio with an athletic arm drag off the ropes, and Guerrero wants back in there with a hurt karana. You know, at, at this point, I remember around like earlier in the match, I'll say, I, I was bored as hell, but then I saw some dude walk by with like a massive thing of cotton candy. And I was like, <laughs> immediately, I was like, Oh, hot damn, man. That looks awesome. I want some of that. <laughs> Tell you what, man. I had the best nachos of my life at Bridgestone Rain at Monday Night Raw. Real, man. <laughs> that's that's the state of this show. You get distracted easy. Yeah. I just saw Cotton Candy immediately. was like, damn, Cotton Candy sounds nice. <laughs> yeah. Danny grounds Guerrero and pulls back on Guerrero's arm to the submission hold. And I don't remember if it was here or later, but Michael Cole says, with the pound and ground method. <laughs> Again, not a thing. It's like he punches him and like pushes him on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's not a thing. Whatever. Whatever. Guerrero tries to fight out of the corner, but Doug hits a power slam for two. Doug up top, he jumps off, <laughs> Guerrero avoids the headbutt. Mysterio gets the tag with a springboard cross-body block on Doug for two. Mysterio with a bulldog counter that Cole called a DDT for some reason. Yeah, because he doesn't know what wrestling is. Cole is not on his A game. <laughs> I wonder, was, it, was he just not on his A game, or did they us all know that this pay-per-view is bullshit, and they're just taking a check and just giving minimal effort? <laughs> Hard to say, man, and I'm and I'm thinking about it because I talked about this with my wife last night as we're trying to watch this, and even she was like, "Oh gosh, Heidenreich's horrible." <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. Without knowing anything about Heidenreich, she's like, "What makes him so bad?" <laughs> <laughs> we had a philosophical conversation about Heidenreich in that way. So, Bowser's. Uh, I mean, that's how you know it's bad. Like, oh gosh. So it's hard to say, but I mean. You gotta understand, wrestling was different back then, right? Because we we could only oh. watch it at most twice a week, and mm-hmm. and if you missed it, that only wanted to, you only wanted to see it more. So there was no, at least for me, there was no internet. You know, I didn't have a computer in my house. All I all I knew was what I saw, and like I ate that up. So I'm like, what happened between then and now? Like I know objectively, wrestling is better today in ring work wise. Um, you know. And you could even make a case for character-wise, man. There's definitely a rose tinted glasses thing going on, but 
Oh, oh yeah, for sure. I, I think it's in the same boat as you. Like, whenever I was watching, like, I wasn't watching NO5, but, you know, I watched before and I watched after, and it was the same. Like, I didn't have internet. This is my only exposure to wrestling, and I just thought, wrestling is cool. I think this is cool, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Exactly right. Yeah. What do you think? I picked the right... I picked the right time to be a lapsed fan. That's for sure. And that's what I hear. And like all my life, I've gone, no, man, that career was great. Now I'm slowly starting to be like, no, they're right. Mm -hmm. They were always right. (laughs) I remember watching uh, Wrestling with Regret and Brian Zane's Uh going down the the top 10 worst years of WWE. And I think number one or number two was 2004. And I was like, what? How could he say such a thing? And then you go back and watch it. And I watched every Raw and SmackDown from there. And I'm like, he was right. He was right all along. Yeah. So yeah, these guys <laughs> got a point. And yeah, man. It's like, good. Ugh, good God, man. Let's continue on, shall we? The Basham's doing a legal switch when the ref is distracted, and Danny hits Ray with a clothesline to take over again. Danny slaps on a full Nelson on Ray Mysterio. You get a hard whip into the corner by Danny, followed by a cheap shot on Eddie, which leads to a heel double team on Mysterio. And the mm-hmm. fans are solemnly on their on their hands. They couldn't care less about this. They don't care. Mm-mm. Doug tags and goes for a move off the top, but Mysterio knocks him down. Mysterio hits a moonsault press for a two count. And Danny tags in with a chin lock. Guerrero ties ties two tag ropes together, which Brian Hebner finds out about. Which was hilarious. Yeah, it was funny, but at the same time, that got me thinking about tag team wrestling. Because, I don't know, man. It's weird. How often do you think about the tag ropes? Like... I remember playing the games. Like, uh, you don't hold a tag rope in the game, you know. You hold an invisible. It's just always, it's always hit or miss for me. It really depends on the situation. It's an old school thing. Yeah. It's like if somebody doesn't adhere to it too hard, I'm not gonna like, be like, Grr! but when they do use it right, it's very very nice. We get a double team face buster by the Bashams. As Guerrero makes the save on the pin. Mysterio finally breaks free. After doing some flips and flops, and Guerrero with the hot tag. Guerrero hits a drop kick on Doug. When we get the spooking go on Danny. And a drop. <laughs> what? Whoa. Where did that come from? <laughs> Do that again. Do that again. That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, wait, can any of us do that? <laughs> I uploaded that. I don't know. Guys, y'all have access to it. That's funny. Does this sound like a regular, the regular ding to you? It does. Okay, how it do sounds you... weird to me, but okay. How do you how do you even do the dings? Okay, so you see under uh, voice channels, those four boxes where it says turn on camera, share your screen. Should be that last box that says open soundboard. I don't know. I think... Hold on, actually, I probably so can. Levi say, so Levi say, a spagingo again. A spagingo again. <laughs> this is awesome. This is a game changer. But you can only upload five seconds of audio. I do know that much. 
Hold on, hold on. I want to connect to my computer real quick. I'm going to ding the shit out of this. <laughs> I want to keep going just so we can get to this. Yeah, keep so going. You can do that in the background. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God, I killed Levi. I'm sorry. I hit that air corn too much. Oh my gosh! Ow. Oh, this is like this is legit a game changer. Oh my god! Uh, Guerrero with a head scissors arm drag combo on both bastions. Double team spine buster on Guerrero looks a bit sloppy, and it only gets a two count. Mysterio back in, and Guerrero with an inside cradle gets two. Doug sends Mysterio into the barricade. Guerrero grabs one of the tag titles, and Mysterio is like, Oh, I don't do it, dude. Oh. The Bastions do another switch in the ring, which Guerrero notices. Guerrero jumps off the top for the frog splash, but Doug moves. But Eddie rolls through, but Doug never sees it. So Eddie lays down on the mat as if he's hurt. And so Doug's like, Oh, man, he's hurt because he landed from the frog splash. And so Eddie traps him with an inside cradle. But only good for two. It should have been the finish right there. Yeah. I noticed that there's like, there are, you know, of the era, like the popular sign of just bringing a one, two, three sign to count pins when you're in the front rows. There are three tonight. Yeah, imagine being the guy who thought he was going to be funny in the fifth row with the number two <laughs> sign, and there's a guy in the front row with a bigger number two sign. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's like two big ones and a small one. A small one just gave up. He was like, nah, there's no point. <laughs> <laughs> Go Ducks. Go Ducks. Uh, so, uh, it, it was a great near fall, though. Danny throws the title to Eddie. So Eddie tosses it to Doug, and the ref removes the title. Mysterio sneakily gives Eddie the title, and the ref's not looking. Guerrero hits Doug with the title. Ref never sees it. Ray hits a 619 on Danny. Guerrero covers Doug for the pin and the win. We got new tag team champions. That was a really cool 619 because it was around the uh, the ring post on the outside to the back of, of one of the Bashams. That was pretty neat. <laughs> but yeah... I mean, it's cool that they're tag champs because now the Bashams aren't, but that's <laughs> kind of all you can really say. I mean, Eddie and Ray, uh, you know, they're they're working. They're they're doing their thing, but, like, nobody really feels like – this doesn't feel big energy. Nobody really feels crazy motivated. It just is. <laughs> this is my common criticism with Eddie matches. It takes too long to cook. Yeah. Or preheat, <clears throat> I guess you should say. Like, the, the beginning – was just very plotting and it took us too long to get to get to the meat folks. And yeah, this match especially. Once they started cooking, so, well, it was entertaining. Like I am not gonna lie, but it's only good enough to get it to a thumbs middle. Um mm -hmm, heck no man. It, <laughs> I tell you, like the moment like one of those Bashams put uh freaking Rey Mysterio in that infinite rest hold, like, oh god, I just <laughs> I fast forwarded. I couldn't stand that. Actually, did I actually found myself fast forwarding a lot during this pay per view? No, hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I got a I got a VPN, I got a subscription to the WWE Network, which I have greatly missed over Peacock. Peacock really sucks, but one thing that's amazing about it, you can put it in double speed. <laughs> 
I didn't do that for everything, but I'll tell you there a couple times. Backstage, Theodore Long, SmackDown general manager. Holler, holler, holler. Blair. He's talking to a guy with a headset, and he's telling him to make sure Batista, the excuse me, the winner of the Royal Rumble, is comfortable when he arrives. So Batista's been having some overlap with SmackDown recently, um, tussling up with JBL, and um, looks like Triple H is trying to. Pivot Batista to go for that world title instead of challenging him at WrestleMania. Uh, what do you guys think of Batista <laughs> on SmackDown? I mean, I'm cool with it. I mean, at this point in Raw, it's not necessarily big fish in a small pond. It's just big fish, but you're bumping up with stupid Triple H who won't relinquish anything. So you might as well go somewhere you can do something. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting um i think him and john will be interesting together but i, I don't know it's like uh, it's funny it's like i'm excited f just for the sake of batista getting to do new stuff but off the top of my head other than maybe like kurt angle i can't think of any like exciting things to happen but you know please prove me wrong 2005 <laughs> yeah i think eventually we'll get there but right now it's more that 04 stank so Carlito shows up in a sling, and <laughs> he's got the wife of one of the board of directors, and she's begging Teddy to sign Batista in, in so many ways. Uh, she says that she's, you know, just back there to say hello and to get to her seat before the next match. It's like, so exciting. <laughs> she's the only one who wants to get to her seat before the next match. At the next match, which doesn't even start for like another 10 minutes. <laughs> I got to get to my seat before the bikini contest starts. <laughs> I don't know why. I just want to make... That's funny. I, it's like when I think of horny stuff, I default to JR just because I think of his Twitter. <laughs> I should be like, whoa, puppies, but... <laughs> I, got, I got that lit. Zombie JR be like, oh. God, let it my bench on the when you right to. Oh, God, it's like the Undertaker and JR combined. <laughs> <laughs> I got lead in my bench. Oh, God, no. That's <laughs> what he said backstage when he saw Michelle McCool. He's like, hey, baby, I got bench. <laughs> What's that name on your neck? Shut up. <laughs> so, up next, we have the. Uh, Rookie Diva of the Year, the first round is a three-round part, I guess. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I skipped over it. Uh, did y'all check out the Diva time? I didn't really know what to expect going into this, because, you know, like I said, going in blind, I had no idea about this SmackDown Rookie Diva of the Year contest. And I thought it was just going to be one segment. No, it's three. This is just round one. Uh, round one is just they introduce you to them. You just stare at them. Uh... <laughs> the one highlight I'll say is, of course, the hosts, Tori Wilson and Don Marie, come out again. And they're together, I'm glad to say, after the sad passing of Al Wilson. It's nice that they could at least come together for one night. 
And Don Marie is trying to see how much of her titties she can get on camera. I know. Good Lord. I, I, I'll tell you what, folks. You know, uh, 12-year-old me would have been uh, having some lead in that pencil. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. <laughs> His teeth were blue from eating all the jill, Jolly Ranchers, but uh, and my you know, clock was things. red and throbbing from having an erection. Whoa, Jim! God, good Lord, Jim! If I got blue on my teeth, it means I was just having fun with some Smurfs. Wait, what? I don't know. I can't think if of anything. I got, if I got blue on my teeth, I, I better establish consent. <laughs> now, folks, if I got peas on my head, don't call me a pea head. <laughs> no. Anyways, anyways, come on, come on. I'll, I'll just blast through this. Anyways, so, yeah, Tori Wilson, Don Marie come out. Um, they uh, looking all sexy and stuff, and they introduce the other rookie divas in the contest. First, we've got Joy Giovanni. Uh, or I should say, at first I should say, all four of them come out and they include their measurements, their hometown, and their credentials. Oh, uh, I didn't, I didn't take the measurements because like I took one note and thought, why the hell am I writing this down? <laughs> <laughs> and so, so we got Joy Giovanni from Boston, Massachusetts. Her credentials is that she's a massage therapist and a special friend of Big Show. Is there something I'm missing? <laughs> She slurps it up. No, yes. Since the Thanksgiving episode where, you know, I never had peas before. Uh, you know, Big Show came to the aid of Joy Giovanni. So ever since then, oh. February now, they've been buddies. Ooh. <laughs> Ew. Then we got Rochelle Lowen from Alberta, Canada. She is a Playboy bottle and Miss Hawaiian Tropic Canada. And we got Lauren Jones from Jackson, Mississippi. She is a model and an NYU grad. And then we got Michelle McCool from Paul. How the hell from are Undertaker's Pala bedroom. Palatka, Florida. She is a personal trainer, a gymnast, and the future wife of Mark McCool. <laughs> <laughs> who who wins this first round? There is no They don't say. Round. That's it. Oh, they just walk they just, off. Nothing yeah, else they just happens. Walk off with this confusion. They say apparently there is you vote on WB.com for who is the hottest diva, and eventually they're going to show who wins in the end. But this first round, absolutely nothing happens. I see. Okay. So <laughs> the end. Titties. Okay. Can't forget yep. that, Jr. Folks, I gotta. Folks, I gotta say, Jerry, like I can't take it anymore. These are these are these are athletic women. You know these these people they work hard. Why do you reduce them? You son of a bitch! And he just gets off and quits. Whoa, non horny Jr. <laughs> That's a big story thread. Next match is Heidenreich versus Booker T. I'll say, I start off, I, I do have the Disaster Piece Time poem in its entirety. Oh. Okay, well, why don't you go ahead and recite it for us? Yeah, so Heidenreich comes out, and, you know, it's it's silly old Heidenreich, and he's got his poem, and he's looking all roided out and crazy, and he comes out, and he's like, Disaster Piece Time. Um. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Disaster beast time. No way out. No way in. Does it really matter? Maybe at the end. 
the world calls hide and write crazy. But little do they know, I have so much good inside. What? And your mom's a hoe. Just waiting to be shown. What? Booker T. What? No, you got what? And I know, I know what's are annoying, but this it made me laugh. So Booker T. Yeah, deserve it. Booker T. Dares to make fun of Heidenreich. Well, I'll show you all what it's like to feel my pain and strife. I've dealt with. Oh God, this is. Oh man, it's so hard. Like even just having it written down, it's so hard to get the cadence. I have so much good inside, just waiting to be shown. Booker T dares to make fun of Heidenreich. Well, I'll sh show you what it's like to feel my pain and strife. Okay, it doesn't rhyme. I've dealt with my entire life, and that was a poem by Heidenreich. Boo. 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 This guy stinks. You know, I was thinking, like, the idea of a, of like a jacked, killer you know like it looks like he wants to beat you up and rip you apart but having like a weird unsettling soft side i think this would work way way better on someone like ken shamrock <laughs> i think that's kind of what they were trying to capture here but heidenreich, but, but heiden, heidenreich he ain't ken shamrock <laughs> you know the the red panties right the red mma gloves i mean this is Ma, yeah it's ken shamrock cosplay Mm -hmm. Well, it's all he can do is punches and stuff. So they thought, well, make him a MMA man. And that's pretty. You can summarize this match: punch, 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 punch. Irish punch, whip, punch. lariat, punch, Irish punch, lariat. lariat. Uh, <laughs> Booker T hits him with an axe kick, spin a Rooney, punch, punch, lariat, chair to the throat. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like you're joking, but that's I'm that's not. that's basically the match. Like Levi, you can go into it if you want, but he kind of just covered it. You know what? I hated this match so much. <laughs> that suffices. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. Who cares? Listen. Like, I, listen I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. Please tweet me at RuthlessPod. But <laughs> y'all don't care about this match, right? Mm -mm. That suffices. Like, that's what happened. Nothing special happened. Heinrich didn't I, do like a Spanish fly or anything. He didn't do a rock did bottom nothing. or a stone cold stunner. Like, nothing special happened. He just kind of flipped and flopped like a robot. And then he got a DQ, which was a waste of time. Like, and the DQ thing, I, I, I'm guessing it's for the story, but the way that it happened just made me see, feel like he was just dumb and didn't think and got himself disqualified, like, in real life. <laughs> right. It just sucked. Like, oh, he tried to pin him. He's so crazy. Don't care. I don't care, dude. You just look dumb. <laughs> Brother sucks. Brother sucks. Bro yeah, brother sucks. Brother sucks. And man, it, it makes me so mad too, because I've always loved Booker T. This dude should be in my, like main event scene, not wrestling this crap. This is wrestle crap at its finest. See, this is everybody apart from CNN Angle, and you just take JV Angle. On the show. But you got Undertaker with Luther Brains. You got Eddie Guerrero with the Basham Brothers. Like, come on, can we not have something better for these guys? Booker T with Heidenreich? No. I mean, yeah. Heidenreich will with make five thumbs? <laughs> Jake, what do you rate this match? Brother sucks. Brother sucks! Holy crap, Lewis. It's the ultimate. Brother sucks.
Yeah, this is a brother sucks match. Yeah, we can give it brother sucks. Triple brother sucks. Triple brother sucks. Backstage, Eddie and Ray are celebrating with Bob Holly and friends. <laughs> so yeah, they're celebrating with the the jobbers. Ha <laughs> ha! I said it. I said the insider term. Um, oh, oh. So cool. You're getting that heat. <laughs> I can't wait to go on Twitter and give a uh, asinine opinion just so everyone will engage with me. Yeah, that's a shoot, brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Cena walks in and everybody's, you know, congratulating Eddie and, and Ray on the tag team victory when Eddie pulls John to the side for heart and, to heart. And shout out to Bob Hawley for just outright just licking Cena's balls. <laughs> <laughs> what else is he going to do, man? Look, look where he was a year ago. I don't know. Look where he was a year ago for the WWE title. Now he's like, yay, you hey. important person, you won, not me. Just saying. Mm -hmm. Well, he just he just had to fuck over uh freaking. I don't know. My brain didn't work. I can't go on that tangent. Go ahead. Continue. Fuck it. <laughs> Eddie, in in kind of a rare moment, has a heart to heart with John Cena and kind of warns him of the severity of Kurt Angle and lets him know that you know he heard that Kurt is going to make his ankle hurt. He's a sexy Kurt. But that just because a bell rings, he's not going to stop. So he's not to hurt Cena, and Eddie's like, you better get serious, man. And you know if Eddie's saying this, it must be pretty, pretty severe. Yeah, that, that was cool. I like that. It just made it just seem more legit, especially, like, coming from Eddie, who was, like, a champ this time last year, basically. And also... against Angle. Also, real quick, shout-out to that freaking awesome License to Steal Eddie Guerrero shirt. That is... Such a oh, cool shirt. Yeah. But what about the Ruck Rules hat? Uh, it's a hat. <laughs> you know they blurred that out on SmackDown? What? That's well, so dumb. While I didn't watch SmackDown in its entirety, I did try to watch one, and it was blurred out. <laughs> That's funny. Just wait till they hear what its finisher's called. <gasps> no. The F stands for... The F stands for fun. <laughs> You is for you and me, pal. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, yeah, uh, seeing this here motivated, last time we saw Eddie uh, try to motivate someone, they won the world title. And can you guess who that, that was? Nah, I forgot. It was Mr. Chris Benoit. That was a joke, Levi, but it's okay. <laughs> I did forget. <laughs> Match. It's a cruiserweight championship six man elimination match. Yeah, that's it. Match. <laughs> I don't know why the hell I stumbled all the word match. So, a surprise to me here is that Funaki is still the cruiserweight champion. Me too. <laughs> Honestly, like, it, he's. Uh, he's 
it's emblematic of what's going on and, and the fact that in the middle of the the middle of this match taz is like you'll only see this action on smackdown i'm like okay so don't so don't, don't watch, watch smackdown <laughs> And then you turn over to Raw, and it's just Triple H in the camera, and you're like, no, no. <laughs> He's like, you could flip over to the other channel, and you'll see a bunch of little guys flipping around. Now watch my DQ main event, where I go 45 minutes flipping and flopping like I'm a shitty Ric Flair. Ooh, shots fired. Shots, that's fact, man. <laughs> yes, I, I don't disagree. <laughs> Paul London... Basically London. does everything in this match. Styles by yep. Paul London comes out and just works with everybody, gets everybody over, busts his ass, and then just like has a three minute slog fest with Chavo Guerrero. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I see it. <laughs> yeah. And man, Paul London came out. <laughs> it's crazy. The way Paul London looked, I was like, oh man, he went into the future. And grabbed the tire from the present, brought it to the past. Coming out with that fuzz jacket and the tassels, like I, I sure as hell could see somebody wearing that nowadays. <laughs> that should look cool. Ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. And like the way this match is structured, like uh, they like everybody was everybody just assigned a number because they didn't really yeah. make it crazy apparent what everybody's number was. Because I mean, it started out with London and. Uh, it didn't start with London and Funaki, and it makes sense because Funaki's the champion, but he didn't come out first. He came out like last, didn't he? Or is it reverse? Maybe I'm just dumb. Who knows? It came out. Um, Let me see. So it was it was Paul London and Funaki to start. Then Shannon Moore came out looking like the Red Rooster, and then Spike Dudley came in, and then it was Akio, a guy nobody's ever heard of ever. No. And then Chavo. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm seeing here. Yeah, the it was what confused me was they made they pointed out the numbers. You know, it's like one and two start, go to head head, and there's a victor, and they face three and so on. But it, the entrance was it was Paul London, Chavo, Shannon Moore, Spike, uh, Jimmy Wang Yang, and Funaki. But they never. I don't know. It just it was confusing. It was weird. <laughs> but all this to say, Chavo, Chavo's his way out. We've got we got two Guerreros winning belts. In the span of about like fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. and only one of them is exciting, only and uh, it, it ain't trouble, folks. Because <laughs> I mean, like to the start of the match, it's like, yeah, London was basically just the guy who was doing all the work. Like he, like Funaki came in, they did back and forth. Eventually, he's pinned. Next, Spike comes in, back and forth, and then Spike gets revengeified kick from Funaki out and then shannon moore comes back in london just solid just back and forth again then 450 to out and then jimmy wang yang jimmy Wang yang puts him in a big old rest hole for a while and then i, d- I didn't really see how jimmy got eliminated i'm assuming he just oh, got it was, pinned. Uh, it was a um count out so count out? Yeah, oh my god yeah, they both like they both went down yeah. and um let's see uh like London got up in Paul, time or yeah, something? Paul London got up, just barely got up in time, and then Jimmy Wang did not get up in time. And he's like, you're out of here, you're dead. And then Chavo comes in, and he's like, oh, I'm going to kick your ass. And then 
uh, Paul London hits him a couple times, and Chavo's like, "Oh, you're gonna make me work!" And then, yeah, he they fight <laughs> for a couple minutes, and then Chavo I, does he get his feet on the ropes to win? I feel like he he cheated. To yeah, win it, it was like a roll up thing onto Chavo that's reversed, and then Chavo like basically just wraps any free limb he can on the ropes, and uh, wasn't it like a? I forget who was in the match. They just didn't see. Jimmy it was Corbyn. like. Yeah, it was just – it's funny, too, because, like, whenever the Chavo part started, I don't know. Like, my brain – maybe I'm just thinking, like, <sighs> Chavo Guerrero, like, good or bad, what is the opinion on him overall? Because I never feel like I, I fully know because, like, child me wants to say he's pretty good. Am I wrong? He's a good wrestler, he's... but yeah. his package just isn't all there, if you ask me. Yeah, okay. I, I thought – yeah, because – this is like there's a point when him and London start fighting and Chavo, it I'm thinking like oh he's being smart like you know he's keeping him in the middle of the ring taking away some of that high flying offense, but then they just go back to the ropes again and just start flopping around and I'm like oh no Chavo he, he just doesn't really know <laughs> it's just this is all just coming together on the fly whatever <laughs> anyway Chavo. Chavo's your uh, cruiserweight champion. Thumbs middle, I guess. It was there. Yeah, it was just there. It just felt like all this was just a way to get to point A to point B. Like, I guess they're going on to a program between London and Chavo, but does this really excite you for that? I mean, I guess it excites me to see more of London since he got most of the shine, but I don't know. Yeah, I feel like they showcased London, but they didn't, but not enough to put the belt on him, which is so dumb. Mm-hmm. It's such a it's such a WWE thing to do, and that's just the thing, man. I, I remember hearing a lot of people say, like as a kid, you know, I just took everything for face value. But seeing it is, yeah, people. One big complaint about this era, kind of going forward, is WWE doesn't really know what they have, and they they don't just they don't make stars out of these guys who are just putting in all this great work. It's maddening. They just let them die in oblivion. They still kind of do it too. Yeah, that's fair. Levi, you got any thoughts on this uh, this series of monkeys fucking footballs? Ooh. Well, I saw a few of our listeners say like this is one of the bright spots of the show. Uh, I gotta disagree. This was I found this to be boring. It shouldn't. Yeah, it was super overbooked. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, compared to, I guess you know Heidenreich. And the Bashams, it's certainly a bright spot, but it's like, it's nothing special. It just is, you know? And Paul London is the bright spot of this match, but they did nothing with him in the end. Yeah, they gave you just enough for you to go, oh, I think this guy's pretty good, without kicking it into second gear and letting you really see it. And it's just like, all right, <laughs> cool, I guess that's, that's it. Exactly right. So up next, we get the WrestleMania recall. We're taking it back to WrestleMania 17 for the gimmick battle royal. What do you guys think about that? I'll be real. I I skipped this segment because I have never seen WrestleMania 17, and I am probably just about to watch it for the first time. So going through the Attitude Era. Yeah, on my own on my own free time, casually. Yeah. Um, so. I, that I won't say anything. Uh, just enjoy yourself listening to uh, Bobby the Brain on commentary. Does he do a good job? Because I know his health was in decline at the time. I hope he, he has. A, he has a lot of fun. 
Yeah, that, okay, that good. Before his voice started to go, so you're gonna. Uh, yeah. That's good. That's good. Because well, one thing, I, I you know, super side tangent. Watching Nitro, because I've also started watching Nitro. Uh, Heenan, so good, <laughs> so so damn good. Even 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 without brain, even on his own, even in his old age, still top tier. One of the best all time, if not the best. One thing I want to say though is through the years, the prevailing comments that I heard from Bobby Heenan was uh, by the time the Iron Sheik makes it to the ring, it'll be WrestleMania 38. And like that always, <laughs> stuck, that always stuck out with me. And I'm like, uh, you know, as you know, Photoshop and things comes around uh, through the years, I was like, when WrestleMania 38 comes, I'm going to Photoshop him in the ring. And little did I know, <laughs> I would actually go to that WrestleMania. Oh, well, heck, <laughs> I didn't realize. They don't number them anymore. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Kyle and I were there. And we actually did a review of that on our patreon so if you want to hear that review just for fun I mean, it's almost right. uh, we ran into the yeah we ran into the iron sheik too <laughs> and he was like he was like kyle kyle douglas is a jabroni and he's like my niece ow oh he died recently now that i think about it yeah don't you all feel like a box of fluffy ducks i am a box of fluffy ducks thank you very much what <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but I ended up posting that and immediately I got hit with one of those like spam porn accounts and then some guy taking a picture of his butthole and I was mortified. Oh. <laughs> I was like, really? I've waited this long for this moment and this guy ruins it? So, anyway. so that's pretty funny. You want to see my butthole? <laughs> the, the account was like Barry's butthole or something. I'm like, oh. No, because I think you said something like, "What's wrong?" And I'm like, "Do this." <laughs> that was mortifying. You're like, "Do this," and then before you showed it to me, you noticed that uh, my account said follows to him, and you're like, "Wait, wait what?" <laughs> no. Kyle follows that butthole anywhere it goes. So let's take it to the next. <laughs> on that note, let's take it to the next uh, SmackDown Rookie Diva contest. Mm, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Ooh, uh. no, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, actually, before that, they did show just a big recap of the JBL Batista Big Show drama. It's just it was just Batista destroying a limo and JBL just being like, oh, oh, come on. and he doesn't run to stop it until he's done. Because I mean, you got four people with you. I mean, of course, that's a complete disadvantage, Batista. Fucking weirdo. Anyways. <laughs> Well, one thing I noticed about Batista in that was that he was very horny for JBL as he ripped the horns <laughs> off of the <laughs> ah. Yep. And then he looked at the camera and went, I'm horny. <laughs> I didn't write that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, coming up, we have the round two of the SmackDown Diva Contest or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so this one, they, they are showing off their special talent. You know, it's just Tori and Dombery in the ring. They line them up on one side, the big old space in the middle, so they can come and strip their stiff. So they call Joy to the, uh, to the, to the front, I guess. I don't know what the hell you say. And her specialty is that she is, she can do massage. And so she wants to massage Tori. And she takes off her shirt and, oh my gosh, she's in a bra. And then she goes to lay on top of Tori to massage her calves, and oh my, you can see your panties. Right, what panties, Joe? Ah! <laughs> and 
in the end, it's you know, it's expo, it's it's whatever. And Tori likes it. She's like, that's pretty good. Huh? But Dawn says it sucks. I could uh, rub better than that. And then Tori's like, oh, well, you would know, cause you you rub guys in the back. Ha 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 ha. Especially my dad. Oh my god. <laughs> that's what she should have said. That'd been weird. Uh, so next. Well, so yeah, next... you rub my dad until he died. And then zombie ah. Al Wilson comes out. <laughs> I want the sloppy job. They should. They should. <laughs> they should. <laughs> so next up, next up, uh, Rochelle comes out and she comes out screaming. She's like, what? and her special talent is jokes. And she's just like, what? how do you make a Kleenex dance? You put a little bookie in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like just screaming her head off. And it's, it is the most unattractive thing ever, and Dom Marie is like, yeah, just go over there. Shut the hell up. <laughs> uh, up next, Lauren. She just dances, and it's not sexy or good. I'm, I'm assuming she's wanting to go for, like, a striptease, but it was like a robot cheerleader. It was <laughs> awful. I think Dom Marie said something like, you know, we hey. If you dance on a pole, we could go to the strip club. And then she said, like, I'd never see you stripping because you wouldn't even be able to make, like, 50 cents the way you dance or something Ooh. like that. So next up, uh, Michelle Taker gets in Dawn's face, and it's all like, you want to know what my special talent is? And then she picks up the disrespectful diva Dawn Marie and body slams her, and that's it. Oh, dang. The voting is now open on WWE.com. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's continuously nothing, <laughs> which is weird because you don't even. Oh, sorry, this is weird because they're like voting's now open. You haven't even seen everything. Probably know like someone could do like a freaking triple moonsault backflip thing and blow your mind. Uh, we come backstage to John Bradshaw Layfield with oh, oh Josh Matthews. <laughs> 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 Hey, uh, uh, JBL, um, are you scared about going into a really dangerous, really dangerous structure today? <laughs> I'm gonna poop my pants, Josh Matthews, I'm scared of Big Show. So JBL cuts a promo here on Big Show, called the Sideshow Freak with no heart, no soul, and no guts. And, uh, you know, I thought it was an okay promo from JBL, you know. Trying to get the match over the best he can. I don't think JBL's a bad promo whatsoever. I think he's great. What do you guys think about this? It's not a bad promo. It's just that, like, I already kind of know what his in-ring character is going to be like. So it's like, this all just feels like a big lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it, he's a decent chicken shit heel. But, you know, it's... I, I don't know. It. I'm still laughing at his his eye dancing when he was like, oh god, here we're getting into the bar razor wire cage here. So on that note, why don't we cut to the commercial break and take a break and then come back and talk about the rest of the show. So Talking to me? Are you talking to Heidenreich? Take 39. So what's the line, man? Are you talking to me? 
Yeah, I'm talking to you. <laughs> What's the line? Are you talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to us? Cut! Reframe! Are you talking to me? Talking to me? What are you talking to me? So what am I saying? Are you talking to me? Go ahead. You gotta be kidding me, man. Is this a joke? You talking to me? What? Oh, come on! You talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talk? That wasn't my fault. Jacket okay, show? Jacket's fine. Can we do this? You ready? Roll camera. You talk to me? That's not cool. You talking to me? Are you talking to me? You must be talking to me. I'm the only one here. Yeah, that's great. Uh, anything else you want to show us? I can do this. See me after the shoot, please. So seriously, man, what's the line? Are you talking to me? I'm out of here, man. Camera. You ready? Wardrobe. Microphone. Here we go. WrestleMania goes Hollywood. Thanks, everyone. That's a wrap. Uh, excuse me, sir. Can I help you? You talking to me? Imagine owning the world's greatest love songs by the greatest voices of our time. In a once-in-a-lifetime collection. Time Life Music presents the Ultimate Love Songs Collection. 36 beautiful songs I to love by all our favorite artists. Have I told you lately that I love you? Rod Stewart, Have I told Celine Dion, Phil no Collins, Gloria Estefan. Get the Ultimate Love Songs Collection on two CDs for just $26.99. Wait, use your credit card and we'll take $10 off. That's right, you get two CDs for just $16.99. Then review other romantic collections. Satisfaction guaranteed. Ultimate Love Songs is not sold in stores. Step on you. 
So remember, use your credit card and get two beautiful CDs for just $16.99. Call 1-800-818-6806 to order the Ultimate Love Songs Collection on two CDs for $16.99 plus shipping and handling when you use your credit card. Call now or order online at timelife.com. Miss Capelli? Yes, I'd like to be on a commercial. And what will you be advertising? GoDaddy.com. Oh, my gosh. It's a website where you can register .com names for only $7.95 a year. And what exactly will you be doing on this commercial? I could do a routine where I went like this. Surely by now you must realize that you're upsetting the committee. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset the committee. <sighs> May I suggest a turtleneck? Luther Reigns versus The Undertaker. And I'll say, I watched Undertaker's entrance on double speed, and it still took forever. <laughs> Even I skipped. I just thought I'd skip it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I always, I always want to watch the entrances because I'm always afraid I want to miss out on something, and I hardly ever do. I don't learn. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do we think is going to happen? Undertaker's like... I'm gonna keep walking down the ramp, and then Howard Finkel's gonna be in the background. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? That never happened. Mm. Oh, my no way out nachos. <laughs> <laughs> no way out nachos. <laughs> what if they? What if they? They should have brought in Howard Finkel to be like a uh, freaking Paul Bear's like brother or something as a character. That'd be so funny. <laughs> Back and forth. Imagine Howard Finkel doing like, oh, yeah. The hood would be like, oh, yes. <laughs> be hilarious. Maybe like a backstage segment with him at like WrestleMania where they're just going back and forth doing that. And then you like, oh, he's like, darn. You know? Oh, darn. That's <laughs> PCR, Ryan Simmons. Here. Anywho. Even, I just want to point out, even. The notes page that I'm online says, I have no memory of this feud or match at all because Reigns was just a mid-carder and that was not a threat to win this match. Nobody. Oh, no, they actually... This funny. This recap explains it, like, terrible, like, context-wise. Because yeah, I... Go ahead. No, you, I'm sorry. Please. No, I'm saying because later we see, like, the kind of like the catalyst of this is they're having that tournament to see who's going to face each other at no way out to be in wrestlemania and luther reigns and taker were in it and i think it was like reigns kept taker from winning against lene Dupree, and that's yeah. where this came from is literally just a nothing build for a nothing match <laughs> and on top of that luther reigns was uh like undertaker mentored him like a year and a half ago didn't he or was it, oh no, that was Nathan Jones. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, like, what? <laughs> this is supposed to show you Nathan Jones, this dude, Heidenreich, just a bunch of big, beefy dudes who suck ass. This is just <laughs> WWE in 2004 and 5. But yeah, there's just nothing's happening here. 
But that yeah. could be, that, you could sum up Luther Reigns' whole career with that. Nothing happening. <laughs> Nothing happening. Did he have a TNA run? Like, my brain wants to say that has to happen. If it did, it was like in the, you know, weekly pay-per-view era. Oh, God. Yeah, never mind then. <laughs> but I don't know. It's hard to say. Someone Wikipedia that. I'll Wikipedia. It's Wikipedia. <laughs> let's, go, let's get to the greatest match. Shall we? Undertaker works on the left arm of Reigns with an arm ringer and connects with the rope walk shoulder punch. Isn't that an old school note taker? I'm just going to say it. Oh, old school. Old school. Old school. <laughs> Taker with a flatliner that Cole calls a DDT for some reason. Which always looks like a self-rock bottom. Taker scares the ref out of the ring. Reigns unhooks the turnbuckle pad in the opposite corner. Taker blocks Reigns' attempt to send Taker into the turnbuckle. And Undertaker works him over with punches. As the best pure striker in the WWE. Reigns comes back with a clothesline. Undertaker with a hard whip that sends Reigns back first into the exposed turnbuckle. Undertaker hits a leg drop on the ring apron, otherwise known as the guillotine leg drop. Wow. Reigns gets in a low blow kick, but the ref does not see. They, they, they didn't want to stop this match. They just were like, let's just keep it going. Come on. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need an excuse to end this thing. Reigns sends the back of Undertaker's head into the seal that was exposed from the turnbuckle removal. Reigns sends Undertaker into the apron and into the steel steps. Wee. Reigns whips Undertaker into the turnbuckle, twice followed by a suplex for two. <sighs> Body slammed by Reigns for a two count. Reigns with a leg bar. And Taz, <laughs> and Taz was trying to say, well, Taker may be going in and out of consciousness as Taker was punching him. <laughs> the announcers were really trying hard to sell the story of this match, and, man, the fans <laughs> just were not... Caring whatsoever. Oh my gosh! I can't. I, I can just imagine. Matches, I'm sorry. I, I think this is one of the matches too, where like Michael Cole kind of gives away the finish like halfway through. He's like, "I never see someone to attack the Undertaker like this." And he does it in like the Kurt Angle and John Cena match, and then he does it in the main event too. Where he just like tells the finish halfway through the match by being like. Well, I don't think there's any chance he could get up and survive this onslaught. Yeah, he was really bad about that. But, I mean, honestly, we didn't need him to do that to know who was going to win. Yeah, that's true. Taker hits a clothesline for two. Taker with a boot to the face. He runs the ropes and reins, hits a tackle. That was supposed to be like a spear, but he wasn't charging at him. Taker comes back with a leaping clothesline. Running corner clotheslines by Taker. Whipped into the corner, and Taker does a weak-looking snake eyes into the top rope. Boot to the face, and a leg drop, brother. Woo. What's, what's Taker doing, dude? Still my moves, dude? Brother. Let's talk turkey. Brother. 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 I'm sorry, Levi. I can't muster any excitement for this match, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like hiding. Ugh. 
Take your signals. This is more wrestle crap. It's like wrestle diarrhea. There's no substance. That <laughs> <laughs> might have been too gross. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was too gross. Undertaker hits a choke slam. Reigns fights out of a tombstone and hits a reverse DDT for two. That Cole calls a swinging neckbreaker. Cole's just, he's just pulling this performance out of his ass. He doesn't care. <laughs> he's by far the loudest person in the whole arena. Yeah, for sure, for real. That's sad, you know? Mm-hmm. I just, when I see, like, pay-per-views like this, it doesn't make me angry or mad or anything. It's it's just, ugh, the bummer, because I just imagine paying a ticket for this crap. Oh, man, I know. Horrible. Reigns goes for it again, but Taker fights out and hits a DDT. Taker with a tombstone, he covers Reigns and gets the pin in 11 minutes, 44 seconds. And the crowd cheers yeah. as this is mercifully put to an end. Thank uh, God. Thumbs yeah. down. Thumbs down easily. For real, man. This is just, yeah, it's, it's basically just like a run back of the Heidenreich stuff. Just like I said earlier, just dude who doesn't really know how to wrestle, just got beef versus just a ring vet who just like <laughs> kind of just controls the whole match and just rests on their laurels. <laughs> Oh, and it's not, um, this guy didn't put it on his breakdown, but I do know there was a Sapagingo in this match. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and put that there, shall we? Yeah, man, I don't know, man. <sighs> I don't know. I can't think of anything else to say about this match. It, it was just extra nothing. We can just freaking move on from like <laughs> It's like, Heinrich going with Brother Sucks. This is just like... Eh, I'm just tired. At this point, I'm just defeated. <laughs> we truly got to get past this show to get into into new seasons, new new prairies for the Rules Aggression podcast. Because once we hit WrestleMania 21 and beyond, you know, we got Hogan, we got Randy Orton and Taker, we got you know, uh, Muhammad Hassan. What? Yeah, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie though, Levi. I am just so so like worried. Like, please, God, say these. It's not just rose-tinted glasses for the rest of the year. <laughs> Please, God, say. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I, I share those same fears, man. But you know what? <laughs> no one said the ruthless roller coaster was going to be easy. Like uh, Don Marie. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Backstage to Theodore Long in the office, looking at his watch, worrying, where is Batista? What is this with wrestlers like being late to the show? <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I know, right? It's a, like one of the lamest tropes. It's just one of those tropes. It's it's never gonna go away, though, man. Like even like freaking height of their career, like Steve Austin main event. I'm gonna show up 45 minutes before it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, try that at your job. You know, your boss is really <laughs> excited to see you. He's going to be furious. <laughs> it's like you just show up for the last hour and like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, hey, I can get all my work done. What are you complaining about, old man? <laughs> okay, so uh, the third part of this contest. Kyle, what happened? Yeah. 
third round of the SmackDown Diva contest thing. I don't even know the name of it by this point. I don't care. <laughs> so here comes Tori, because Dawn apparently is too pissed at Michelle Hool to want to come out again. So it's just Tori. And hey, it's a bathing suit competition. <laughs> so they all just come out individually. They list all of their attributes and all that crap again, like before, but they all get in the ring. Same as before. They're all lined up and Tori's on one side, just kind of ushering them through. Uh, and I'll say the Cotton Candy Man came back in the back. Yeah, pop for the Captain Candy Man. Yeah. Sounds about the most interesting thing this whole segment. Yeah. These dudes literally got like a giant, massive cardboard thing with like a bajillion cotton candies on it. It's impressive. I just want one. So um, first, first, uh, same order as before. Joy goes. Uh, she shows off her, her ash and her titties. Uh, and yeah, and then Rochelle goes and she also shows off her ass and titties. Lauren goes and she mixes it up by showing some butt cheek and you know, just more ass and titties. And then Michelle McCool goes and surprise, it's just a bikini. It's a bikini. That's it. Cool. So <laughs> after all that, the votes are in, folks. The votes are in. Guys, who do you think won? Joy, Rochelle, Lauren, or Michelle? Michelle? Yeah, give it to Trish. <laughs> yeah, Trish. <laughs> it was uh, our winner of SmackDown's Hottest New Diva is Joy Giovanni, <laughs> the first lady who's Big Show's special masseuse friend, I guess. <laughs> I, I guess it's friends of benefits, you know what I mean? Uh, the actual end tally was Joy got 65% of the vote, so pretty much a landslide. Rochelle at 11, Lauren at 6, and old Michelle McCool at 18%. Wow. And uh, as far as this segment goes, it's really weird. Like, the further the diva stuff goes, I feel like it's slowly getting, like, toned down. Like, this wasn't, like, gross. You know, like, after watching, like, a lot of Attitude Era stuff, like, that's just, like, cheap and smutty. But, like, this, it's like they've gone from targeting teens and adults to just, like, middle school age boys. Because the best way I could put this segment, it makes me think, like, if your mom walked in, you'd still be embarrassed, and she'd still say, what are you watching? Like, no. But if your dad walked in, he'd just go, what are you watching over there? <laughs> it's, it's just like it's just like, it's just just like like earlier. It's like it's just like me and uh, the Spike TV Stripperella thing. It's the same thing. They're just going to come and go, what are you watching? Stripperella. You shouldn't be watching that Stripperella. So, so congratulations to hottest new diva, Joy Giovanni, when she wins nothing and the segment ends and that is it. <laughs> nothing was gained. Except boners by the audience. What? Taking on Jonathan Cena. Like it's for a shot at a WrestleMania. Oh! <laughs> God. I didn't know you were going to keep going. <laughs> I didn't know that was going to happen. You caught me off guard. No, no, that's on me. <laughs> gotcha. Right here on SmackDown, there's going to be a eight 
tournament held to see who would face each other in the way out to become the number one contender. And uh, I don't think it's fair that Kurt got a bye. But, of course, it creates adversity for John Cena to overcome. Vince loves that adversity. You know, hustle, loyalty, respect. we got to build these attributes up, man. So, uh, What do you guys think of these two gentlemen uh, at this point? Kurt's becoming more of a killer and less of a joke. And Cena is taking a serious approach here. No rap before the match. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's trying to to really be this confident, like, let Kurt know that he means business sort of guy, you know? Yeah, like, it's funny. This is the beginning of, I guess, we're going into more serious Cena, which also kind of worries me. <laughs> But, you know, for a later day. And Kurt, though, like, I feel like we're just starting to see the hints at his, like, wrestling machine kind of character shift he would do later. That was so cool that got, you know, cut out from under his feet because he just likes those pills. <laughs> Man, that's sad. <laughs> but true. But um, I, I really like uh, the pivot in Kurt's uh, sort of character here, I must say. Mm -hmm. We've seen the whole time his wrestling is just superb. You know, you have to be blind not to see it. But, oh yeah, for sure. So for him, for his character to match, it's kind of cool to see. He just needs to distance himself from the sandbags that are Luther Reigns and Mark Gentrack. I, I yeah, okay, I will, will, will distance you from them. How would you like to be on ECW on Sci-Fi? <laughs> no. <sighs> So, Angle grounds Cena early with a shoulder tackle, a belly-to-belly takedown with an armbar submission by Angle. Cena breaks free, and Angle trips him up, followed by a headlock. Mm -hmm. Cena with a clothesline that sends Angle over the top to the floor. 
Cena tackles Angle over the announce table with referee Charles Robinson telling him to go back into the ring. <laughs> Cena rolls Angle back into the ring and Cena hits a suplex for a two count. Angle sends Cena into the corner. Cena comes back with a clothesline and goes for the F.U. Angle rolls to the floor. Cena works over Angle in the corner with punches and kicks. Angle comes back with the German suplex that sends that sends the back of Cena's neck into the turnbuckle. Oh, man, that was nasty, too. It really was. It was like a buckle bomb, but German suplex. I had never seen that before. No, man. I was like, ooh. <laughs> they replayed it, and I was just like, oh, God, again. You know, recently, you know, AEW has banned the buckle bomb. Like, I'm totally cool with that, man. I don't need to see that move. Yeah, Obviously, it's all good. People get hurt. Like, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, if you're skilled enough, like, you can pull it off, but it's like, why even risk it, you know? And I, hey, one thing I will say, at this point, I noticed, just to bring things to a close, the Cotton Candy Man is back, thinner frame, <laughs> half of his wares are gone. That's how boring that Diva segment was. People went crazy for the candy. They wanted distraction. Uh, <laughs> the unsung heroes of No Way Out. There is. Candy Man. Shout out to Cotton Candy Guy. What if, what if he's a listener and he's like he he like had the gun like in his hand, right, <laughs> and the pen in the other hand, and we're like the unsung hero of No Way Out 2005, and he's like sitting there writing a suicide note, and he's like, <laughs> just like, just like when I was a cotton candy man, I feel like there's no way out for me. I feel <gasps> trapped in a in a barbed wire cage of emotion, but then I listened to Kyle, Levi, and Jake. And they called me an unsung hero of no of no way out, and and here I am before you today, the CEO of British Petroleum, CEO of Cotton Candy Incorporated. Cotton Candy Incorporated. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> he's giving like a, he's like giving. <laughs> stop! He's like giving a press conference or something. Okay, you're going too wild with this. I can't press these buttons. You're making me angry. <laughs> no! <laughs> I think we're about to make this a remix. <laughs> there goes Levi dying again. Everybody clap. Everybody clap for Levi dying. Yeah. Screw you, Levi. <laughs> That's a Levi dead. <laughs> Go Ducks. <laughs> On this day. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> we desperately need more sounds on this thing. <laughs> yeah, we gotta work on that. Next time, folks, we'll have more sounds. Okay, let's let's get back in. <laughs> I gotta say, like, aside from the cotton candy guy, I know Cena's like offense is not amazing at this point, like at all. No. But. People are eating it up. Like, there's a crap ton of, like, chain gang signs. People are just going nuts for him. Like, say what you will, but everything he's doing, I mean, the crowd the crowd loves it. 
Yeah, they're there for it. They like him. And even in, in uh, Kurt Angle's hometown. Yeah, I know, man. It's yeah. nuts. That's a great point that I did not, I did not think about. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I forgot to say at the top of the match, I like that Kurt Angle shirt. I've hardly ever seen it, but that's a good shirt. What did it say? Uh, I forget what the back. It's just like, yeah, it's like an A. It's like, it's like they took his uh, traditional A logo and just 2,000 the crap out of it. <laughs> nice. So oh, no. Let's continue on, shall we? Angle works over Cena with kicks to the ribs and an elbow to the back of the head. Suplex by Angle. Backbreaker by Angle. Body scissors by Angle as he works over Cena. Mm-hmm. Cole says, it's not a main event at WrestleMania. It's the main event. Cena fights back with punches, followed by a back elbow. Angle comes back with three German suplexes in a row for a two count. As Cena gets his right foot on the bottom rope. Angle pulls back on Cena's neck. Cena with a running shoulder that knocks both guys down. Cena gets back with two clotheslines, followed by an elbow. Angle does an eye rake, and Cena comes back with a spine buster for two. Angle comes back with another German suplex. Cena fights out of the hold and hits a spinning slam for two. Angle counters a Cena hold into a roll-up. Only good for two on the pin. Kurt was working in this match. Yes, he was. For sure. Angle channers his inner Scott Steiner and hits a belly-to-belly release suplex. Angle tries to hit an angle slam, but Cena slips out and hits a DDT for a two-count. Cena goes for the FU, but Angle rolls through and slaps on the ankle lock. Cena uses his forward momentum to kick Angle out of the ring. When Angle tries to get back in the ring, Cena nails a top rope leg drop to the back of the head. That was a really nice move. Yeah, I thought the whole segment from like the FU reversal to the ankle lock into that. That was all. That was, that was pretty fun, folks. I liked it. Good stuff. Angle with a boot to the face. He charges at Cena, and Cena hits the FU for two. Cena thought that was it there. Okay. Angle kicks Cena with the left knee. Angle works over the left leg of Cena by hitting a shot block to the back of the leg. You know, there was one point in this match where uh, Kurt starts working over Cena's knee, and Cole, all commentary, is like, oh, he's working over the ankle. It's like, bruh, that is clearly the knee. What's wrong with that? Uh, let's see. Angle rams Cena's left foot into the ring post repeatedly. Angle slaps on a submission and Cena grabs the ropes. Angle with an angle slam while Cena is favoring his left leg. Angle slaps on that the was an- cool looking. Angle slaps on the ankle lock on the left leg of Cena when Cena touches the rope to break free. Angle pulls Cena back. He slaps on the heel hook. Great bind to the leg by going to the mat and Cena. He gets two hands on the ropes. Angle slaps on the angle lock again while Cena holds the ropes and the refs like counting him out. And so, and- yeah, I love this. Kurt just was not letting go. Like every time like, Kurt, uh, Cena got like a mild break, he's like, oh, hell no. Just kept dragging <laughs> him back into it. It's really getting over that, you know, aggressive character. Yeah, just showed- like that killer instinct kind of stuff. I love it. Right. He showed it last month at Royal Rumble. Against Shawn Michaels, busted him open and stuff. Um, and I think they tried to capture this a year ago when, you know, you saw Kurt Angle viciously attack Eddie with his hands tied behind his back, but an injury just kind of prevented that from, you know, gaining any substance. So he became a goofy GM in the process. Anyway, so I think we're finally revisiting that here. Um, and it's working. It's working like a charm. Angle accidentally 
air quotations, knocks the ref down. And Angle grabs Cena's chain. Cena tackles Angle into the ropes. He gets the FU. Cena covers the ref with soda count, but Cena gets the one, two, three. Angle kicking out just after three. It was that three close. Point uh, so, yeah, Cena wins the match. What do you guys think? I actually like this match. I thought it was good. Um, I think they both worked hard, and I think it was like the lone bright spot in hmm. a sea of poop. Um, <laughs> I, I think this that these two working together are very important because of their relationship and in regards to the beginning of the ruthless aggression era. Um, and like this is kind of John Cena's coming of age match, like. Like, Kurt Angle just put him over to go main event in WrestleMania. This is kind of low-key the most important match in John Cena's career. And I thought it was I thought it was good. I, I enjoyed it. So I'm actually going to give this one a thumbs up. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when you put it like that, yeah, I, didn't really, I wasn't really thinking it quite on those terms. And now it's like, well, damn, that just makes this all seem more impactful. And, uh, yeah, like, at the beginning, you know, they were both working, and Cena was working his Sheena style and being so young and it's not like refined or anything, but at this point, like after seeing so much Kurt angle, I'm just convinced he could just like be working in the ring with a bag of crap and still make it look good. Well, we don't want to and... see him with Luther reigns, <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, you know, even like Cena, <laughs> but even Cena to his credit, like he's not like the, the, the best in the world, but like he's, he's trying and like, I guess Kurt can kind of feel that and they do some pretty fun shit. They just, they go out, leave it in the ring. And I just really, yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. So yeah. I also agree with your sentiment. Yeah. I got to agree with Jake's sentiment. It's, it's like a rite of passage, you know, Cena comes in, tells Kurt he's got ruthless. And this feels like, you know, the final test. For him to get to that title and you know pass with flying colors if you ask me is his in-ring style perfect no but what matters is the cash the creative and the creatives there and the cash is coming so it's yeah. all working out for the scene man the scenester so we get one final shot of teddy long's office with uh nobody in it while the announcers worry or wonder if Batista would show up. Oh, and I didn't even say, but thumbs up for the match. It's the best match on the show by default. Oh, yeah, for sure. Not even close. And so now it's time for the main event of the evening. Oh, crap, brother. I forgot to include an ad break here. We'll be right back. You're the date doctor. When it relate dancing to sex, even a great dancer can blow it with one of these. Now that's what I need to be learning. That's not dancing. That's a cry for help. Alex Hitchens. Any man has a chance to sweep any woman off her feet. That's where I come in. Has got your back. It wasn't so bad, was it? Hitch. Mm-mm. Never that. Now that's what I call music. Volume 19 is here. With 20 of the hottest.
hottest hits from 20 superstar artists featuring Gorillaz, Coldplay, and Gwen Stefani. what I call music 19 has 20 of your favorite hits, including Backstreet Boys and Three Doors Down. To order Now That's What I Call Music Volume 19, call or order online at nowthatsmusic.com. 1898 plus 495 shipping and handling. Special edition now CD holder free with paid order. Rush delivery available. what you're thinking. Did he fire six shots, or was it only five? Well, to tell you the truth, in all this excitement, I kind of lost track myself. But being this is a 44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and would blow your head clean off, you have to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Just say. Championship barbed wire steel cage match between JBL and the Dexia. Yeah. 
Yes, the big razor wire barbed wire steel cage match. Yeah, this match comes as a result of JBL gloating after another win at Royal Rumble. Uh, Teddy Long's like, you know what? I'm I'm tired of this outside interference, dog. Call the holla. You're going in a steel cage barbed wire match with the Big Show. Oh, 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 oh. Man, I loved Big Show's performance last month at the Royal Rumble. It was amazing. Can he capture that same sort of excellence in this match? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm learning that Big Show, great triple threat wrestler. Top triple threat wrestler of all time. I don't know, man. If there was ever a time to pull the trigger on Big Show, it would have been this match, and I'm telling you right now, it was not. So. Nah, man. I got a theory. I got a theory going. I was thinking of it as I was watching this match, because like one, like one weirdly consistent thing, like going back, watching Through the Aggression Era, watching even more modern stuff, and watching Monday Night War stuff, there's a one consistent through line throughout and that's the big show dude's in it all he's in everything mm -hmm. yep and i gotta say i've noticed about his career so hold on let's see what i what i actually put it whenever big show is living large and in charge whenever he's like facing brock lesnar with for the title whether he's busting through cell doors whenever he's uh freaking punching out uh, Floyd Mayweather with a killer punch, KO punch. That that's when he's on his A game. That's when he's he's on the top. He's a, he's having a big show boom. You know everything's good. He, he looks great. You love him. But then inevitably, there's always a hard fall off to this big show slump, where it's like the guy just gets unmotivated, maybe or maybe not gains some weight, and just starts phoning it in. And goodness, I I think we're about to hit another big show slump. Yeah. <laughs> and much, hey, much respect to the guy. I think we all can say because he we started out. The big you know, show. And it's funny because if you go back and listen to our, pod chat, our podcast, we rip on the guy for so long at first until we were like, oh, wait, no, nah, he's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell like you we have an epiphany. I, I, think, yeah, I think you're on to something because without giving too much away, big show – He's going from the main event world title match here to uh, going to WrestleMania for a special attraction match. And uh, I, I I would think that he's not too thrilled about it. Uh, no, I wouldn't think so either. Uh, but we will get into that on our WrestleMania 21 review. Um, coming in 2024. <laughs> yeah. But let's get underway here. Let's, let's talk about it. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I have one more thing to say before the match starts. Yes. Just how... <laughs> just the, I mean, it sucks, but I don't know why. Like, this pay-per-view being so nothing and having no heat or expectations or anything, whenever this match was, like, really starting and underway, like, it kind of just took me a second for my brain to realize, oh, this is the main event. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's, that's bad. <laughs> like... I don't know. Yeah, continue. Let's get through this. Big Show takes over early. He tries sending JBL into the cage, but JBL blocks it. So Big Show decks him with a hard chop to the chest. 
JBL gets some momentum going and hits a shoulder tackle to the knee, followed by a knee breaker. He tries to climb the cage, but stops when he realizes, oh, this is a barbed wire steel cage match. Oh, no. Have we really discussed, like, the cage? Like, what's different between it and a normal cage? Because it's... I was going to say, there's so many differences. It's, it's such a un- new, unique concept. Well, describe the big boost to cage to our listeners. Okay, you take a WWE cage match, and then you take the top of the cage and put a, a coil of razor wire with a string of barbed wire through it on top, and that's it. <laughs> What's more insulting is, like, for the duration of this whole thing, right? Like, what's the purpose? Like, what's a philosophical purpose of a cage match? Keep people in. Keep people in. Nobody gets in, nobody gets out, which is the whole point of the cage match, right? The Mm -hmm. escaping the cage is such as a WWE invention, as a way to win. And it's stupid and it makes absolutely no sense. So Mm -hmm. what they did is they went above and beyond and made the barbed wire steel cage match, and then they stipulated in the rules that the only way to win this match is by pinfall or submission. They said that very clearly, and they said it numerous times. Oh, no, no, they mentioned escape, but the way they set it up, I saw them, like, hard padlock the door, and I was thinking, oh, the door rule's gone. You have to go through the races to escape. But, to, but even credit, then, it's still the same shit. It's still the same shit. Yeah. It's just going to hurt more. Go, I, I challenge you to go back and listen. I am willing to, to bet money that they say that the only way to win is by pinfall or submission. No, dude, before the match, they have like a little infographic that says the three ways to win are pin, submission, escape, cage. Hmm. But I'm not going to fault you for not really like knowing because they don't, like, other than that graphic, it's not like there's anything special that, like, it's weird. It's well, like how they present it is confusing. When you think of a barbed wire steel cage match, your, your brain is going to think of the barbed wire match where they replace the ring rope with barbed wire. So you're thinking it's an entire cage made of barbed wire, at least wrapped in it. But no. Uh, yeah, so I was thinking like they could have just taken like strands of barbed wire and just coiled it through, you know, done something. It's like a penitentiary. They just got it up at the top. But... It's a Uso's penitentiary match. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's continue on here. Yeah, Big Show's got it on lock. Not for long. JBL, not- <laughs> JBL tries to climb the cage. Uh, he stops. Blah blah blah. He tries to jump off the top rope. Big Show catches JBL in midair, which just amazes me every time. That's pretty impressive. And he hits a followaway slam for a two count. Uh, you know, because just because you're big doesn't mean you're strong. And but man, he is so strong. Yeah, for real. And big. And a Whip. show. <laughs> JBL has a cut on his forearm, so he's already busted open there. Big Show works over JBL with pork chop. <laughs> Shoulder blocked by a Big Show. Takes out, takes down JBL, followed by a suplex. Big Show charges into the corner, boot to the face by JBL, and he sends Show face first into the cage. And the camera zooms in on Bradshaw, which allows Big Show to bleed himself. And so now he's bleeding. Yeah, and that's one of those things where it's just like, it's like, come on, it's a big barbed wire danger match. You bust your head open on just hitting the cage. Ah. Paper skin, dude. You're weak, Big Show. 
Uh, JBL with a shoulder tackle off the top rope. JBL pulls off the tag rope to choke Big Show. We can be. And as or I've tag stated, rope shenanigans. <laughs> right. As I've stated in the Judgment Day 2003 review, always makes me sad when big fat people like Big Show are choked out. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly. Uh -oh. <laughs> um, Big Show comes back with a boot to the face. Big Show picks up JBL and sends him face first into the steel cage, followed by a huge power bomb. The camera zooms in on Big Show now, and you know what that means. JBL is pushed it open. Big Show. Cool. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's my legit reaction to like a lot of spots they treat as like it's a big deal. Look at this. It's just this happens. Cool, you know. Right. What else could be said? Big Show whips JBL face first and the steel cage a couple times. He catapults JBL into the steel cage, and then we get Orlando Jordan with the Bashams at ringside. Ooh. Even though we were promised uh, there would be no interference. Uh, so the Bashams have uh, bolt cutters, and Teddy Long quickly shows up and says, uh, tells them to scram. Orlando Jordan. Get out of here, players. Players, get out of here. <laughs> Orlando Jordan leaves the bolt cutters in the ring for JBL. Big Show doesn't realize <laughs> that, and JBL decks him with the bolt cutters straight to the head. <laughs> JBL hits the clothesline from Heck. On a bloody big show. But Big Show kicks out at two. So good on the big show. Crowd's just not reacting though at this point. Not for anything JBL does. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Well they all know what's coming. But maybe not, but <clears throat> they want someone to cheer for, man. They really do. Yeah. Cena proved that. Eddie proved that. Everything else is just kind of mixed. <laughs> JBL wants another clothesline from Hades, but Big Show catches him, and Show hits a choke slam for its two count. Big Show does a yell, which sounds like what, Kyle? <laughs> he does a big one this time around, man. It went for a while. I was like, damn. He's feeling the energy, the rage of the queen. his own blood. <laughs> the melon arena is gonna He's explode. Like, like this reminds thing. me of spaghetti sauce. <laughs> My God, the melon arena is gonna implode like the Titanic submersible. Uh, what are you talking about? I, I don't know. It just came to me. I have no idea. <laughs> I had a vision, King. In twenty twenty-three, four billionaires. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it seems like an immoral thing to do, Jr. Why would there be so many of them in one place? Folks, it is uh, 2023. A pitch black match where the Fiend will fight with Uncle Howdy and Ellie. <laughs> it will be terrible. No! <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Not even kidding. I genuinely love that Mountain Dew is a serious part of the <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Mountain Dew pitch black. Well, yeah. That's actually, it's actually a relic of the Ruthless Aggression era, when you think about it. I think it came out in 04, 05. Pitch Black? I, yes. I vividly remember getting Pitch Black for the first time. It was like around Halloween and renting WrestleMania <laughs> 2000 on VHS. Oh, damn. <laughs> it was a good... Oh, man, I, 
I don't know. I guess like around the time I was just like I was like hanging with Livewire and Code Red. I just oh, didn't have time to get Livewire. back. I'm sorry. I missed out. You did. You did, man. It was really good. Uh, but let's continue on still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so JBL, he grabs the uh, bolt cutters and slowly climbs the cage. Big Shell uh, punches JBL and the bolt cutters are dropped out of the ring. Big Show goes after JBL on the top rope. Show sends JBL face first into the steel on the top of the cage three times. They're both on the top rope, and Big Show grabs JBL and hits a huge choke slam off the top. And JBL goes through the ring. Oh my god. Cool. Choke slam from heck. That was cool. And this choke slam has landed JBL with a Pepsi Blue Splash of the Night. And now it's time for the Pepsi Blue Splash of the Night. Jesus God! We need we, we need to get like a splash sound effect. Oh, you need a splash sound effect, and then you need to have like a short clip of. No! So, yeah, JBL, Michael Cole on commentary is like, all through plywood and steel and <laughs> all the things that you could imagine. And Taz just says, no, trampoline, close to trampoline under there. <laughs> there's, a, there's a big soft pad, Cole. He's okay. He'll be okay, Cole. Oh, that's a stunt. You know, we, we coordinated with people. There's a crash pad. He's not dead. <laughs> oh, in the future, we're going to have to clear this through agents and a company called AEW. Oh my. Folks, uh, I'm bald. <laughs> okay. Uh, Crowder chanting, holy poop at this. Big bloody mess, this is. And Big Show, he's trying to get down to the proper side of the ring and just watching how much the top rope is drooping down from his weight it's just kind of funny <laughs> i'm like man that that rope could snap dude and he'd break his ankle well they don't call him the medium show they call him the big ass show <laughs> uh so yeah big show he's making his way down to the ring uh or the mat rather walking around very very slowly as if something else is happening you know um Almost as if. He walks over to the door, and it's all bolted up, right? But he uses his brute strength to rip open the, the chain so he can go through the door. He slowly makes his way down the steps. Camera focused solely on the face of the big show. He steps down. The bell rings. And still, WWE champion. What? <laughs> Next thing you know, you see JBL on the ground. He has crawled his way under the apron to retain his WWE title. And Jake, let's start with you. What do you think about this match? Thumbs down. I hated this match. What do you hate about it? I hated everything about it. I hated the. <sighs> let me take it. Let me take it back. I didn't hate everything about this match. I like what happens after the match, and I like the finish i thought the finish was unique even though it completely flies in the face of the whole purpose of a, a cage match um but yeah that this match was bullshit and it sucked yeah the match bullshit and sucked <laughs> like just going into it i was questioning like barbed wire steel cage and yeah it turns out that 
the barbed wire steel cage factored basically nothing into this match. Like all the cool spots were just like everything but the cage, which is really weird. Uh, the the ending, the smash through the the ring surprised me, but like the finish, it's just so it's just so this it's so 2004 five ish <laughs> it's like uh i know Ch- jbl's like a chicken shit heel and i'm cool with that but it's like i don't know maybe i'm just still reeling from triple h's bullshit like i just want to i just want a champion to win damn it exactly just straight right. up one two three just win the damn match and but you know <sighs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know I, I gotta give it a thumbs down that's for sure like everything that came after the batch, the finish, cool, but just too many just like little gripes, man. The fans need a break. You know, it's For same, sure. It's the same exact story on Ron SmackDown. You know, stable, of bad dudes, and everything's gravitated around the bad the main bad dude being the champion and shenanigans. We need a break. And we're getting one. You know, you got the double baby face win with Cena and Batista next month. Um, oh, that was your sports! No, no, no! <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man, I should have watched this 20-year-old pay-per-view now! <laughs> um, but that being said, the match itself, uh, I wasn't a fan. Uh, I thought it was very slow. And that's, you know, Big Show's limited in that way, man. He cannot go a long time. Um, as much as it sucks to say it, like... I give Big Show credit where it's due. I was singing his praises all through the Royal Rumble match. But, man, he he just was not on here. JBL, man, he he doesn't have it in him to carry Big Show like that. So, mm-hmm. and because he's not a little puny guy, he's huge, you know? Mm-hmm. He's a big show. <laughs> so, I'm going to give this match a thumbs down, um, which is a shame. It feels like it should have been, you know, at least a thumbs middle, thumbs up, but I'm, I just wasn't with it. After the match, what happened, Kyle? After the match, you wouldn't believe it. Uh, old, uh, oh, I'm sorry. My notes kind of went went away for a second. I got to scroll back. Anyways, after the match, uh, we got old big Dave Batista coming to clear house. And I don't know. I didn't write down detailed notes for these. <laughs> Help me! Help! I got you. I got you. <laughs> Uh, Batista finally <laughs> comes down. He is this year's Goldberg in the, in the Raw Superstar that comes to No Way Out. Uh, <laughs> what are you doing here? He's a Raw Superstar guy! <laughs> he comes down and attacks uh, the cabinet that is attacking the big show, that being Orlando Jordan and the Bashams. And JBL is uh, trying to make his way back up the, uh, the, the stage when John Cena comes out, the new number one contender. Whoa! John Cena whips his butt into the TV equipment, as Michael Cole calls it, and Big Show, Batista, and John Cena are seen celebrating. This is, I guess, done to send the fans home happy after yet another heel championship uh, retain, retainment? Retaining? I don't know. Anyway, that concludes No Way Out 2005, and I'm going to give this show a brother sucks. Brother sucks. This was nah, that's fair. This was the worst show at the time. Please point me to a show I hated more than this. You won't be able to. Oh, 
Yeah. Brother sucks. This is gonna be Brother sucks. I'm not even trying to steal Kyle Sander. This was bad. Bad in the ways of that things shouldn't be bad. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just couldn't say screw it. It's Brother sucks. Why not? Brother sucks. I feel like, you should, like my brain says, you know, save the Brother sucks where it really matters. But it's like, this is already scraping the bottom of the barrel after getting off a year where the barrel bottom has been so thoroughly scraped. We're just like peeling off wood chunks now. So. It's just brothers sucks. Like, God, I feel for any wrestling fan uh, who did not have the internet in the mid 2000s, because man, it was slim pickings. Because this sucks. Bowsh. Oh yeah, you already said so, Levi. <laughs> yes, I started with that. Uh, I'm gonna say um, I'm going to. Uh, you know... Gosh, what am I trying to say? What do you What do you think of this show? Uh, so I'll read a few of these here. Uh, Mr. Fretz at WrestleMania says, The only thing I remember is Paul Lennon having a big showing in the Cruiserweight title match and then winning it on the SmackDown before Mania. So that's what I have to look forward to. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, Paul Lennon, a lone bright spot on the show, so that tracks. Uh, Nick the effing great at the real effing game says, A Raw star saved the SmackDown show. That has Vince Ryan all over. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything Pro Wrestling at EPW Show says, I always remember remember the finish of the WWE title match. I thought it was clever. And you know what? It was. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. tired of the, the Hill Champion winning. That and, like, something I'll say, like, about JBL's character. Um, like, it's just, like, I, I don't watch the weekly show, so maybe it's more, like, rounded than I'm giving it credit. But it's like he's being a chicken shit heel, but he doesn't have any subtleties that I've notice like there's like i feel like a good chicken shit heel has to like show cracks but never just give it fully away until it's like oh you're confronted face to face jbl's literally just like he's either i am the best in the world you can all kiss my ass or just an absolute <laughs> bitch and he was in full-on bitch mode tonight yeah word yes. yeah stephen campbell at stephen films 1998 says I bought this at the charity shop when I was young, and after watching the show, I wanted to return it. <laughs> I was hoping he just sends it with, I gave it back. Besides the Cena angle match, there's not much here to enjoy. I like the card bar showcase match, but Big Show and JBL in the main event, brother sucks. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. So, that was No Way Out 2005. Stanker. And I hope this is as bad as it gets in this year, but man, I just know SmackDown, at least on TV, gets worse and worse, so I'm I'm scared, man. I'm fearing for my life. I'm stalking a bunker in preparation of having to cover any more stuff in case I have to run into hiding. It's it's egregiously disgusting, and I'm going to puke my balls off. <laughs> we hope you join us next time as we'll be reviewing... WrestleMania 21. Oh, I, this is a I hope the show is better than the video game. <laughs> it's a fantastic show. I've seen it many times. I cannot wait to review it. Uh, okay, good. Jake, what can we expect from WrestleMania 21 when WrestleMania goes yeah, Hollywood? Yeah. Give us the, break, the Big Jake Breakdown. The Big Jake Pre-Match Breakdown. Brought to you by Subway and PlayStation 2. Brought, <laughs> brought to you by PlayStation 3. I live in the future. 
All right, so let's see. P. Uh, hey, that's pre-show. We're no longer calling them dark matches. Uh, so we've got Eddie and Ray in a singles match. Apparently, this um, this championship does not last long. Oh. Uh, we have the inaugural Money in the Bank ladder match with Jericho, Shelton B, Chris Benoit, Christian with Tyson Tomko, Kane, and Edge. All right. That could be fun. Randy Orton is going to lose to The Undertaker. Of course. It's Yeah, it's WrestleMania. Uh, Christy <laughs> Henney will be going up against Trish Stratus for the Women's Championship. All right. We've got a singles match between Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels. That should be fun. Oh, that does sound fun. Uh, Ake Bono in the Big Show in a sumo match. Oh, yeah. Ake Bono. What's up? <laughs> Man, I'm so sad he did not be nearly get oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I said I was so mad he didn't get signed after that. We've got JBL defending the WWE Championship against Juan Cena. Ooh. And in our main event, <laughs> Triple H. Oh, no! We'll defend the title against Bautista. Watch out for Ric Flair. It's going to be a great time. I love WrestleMania reviews. We go all out for them. So do be prepared and be ready to go to Hollywood. Oh, yeah, brother. In the meantime, if you can't get enough of that ruthless, you can follow us on social media at on Twitter or now X. Now X by the time of this recording. Uh, at Ruthless Pod. You can follow us on Facebook and YouTube, the Ruthless Aggression Podcast. You can follow us on TikTok, where Kyle's throwing it down with the twerk busting down challenge. Boy. At Ruthless Pod. And now there's a thing called Threads, Ruthless Aggression Podcast. It's like a Facebook, Twitter. Uh, I don't know. I can't keep up. Let's real close. Jake, where can they follow you, my friend? Man, if you want to follow me for fun, you can uh, you can follow at Crash Landis. That's where I have the least reverence for uh, society. Um, and then you can follow my podcast. It's called My Show with Alex and Jake. It's uh, just kind of a little bit of my life and the chaos that I go through on a on a daily basis, and some some of the the fun things that my friends do too. Hey, Kyle, where can they follow you? Find me on Twitter at RuthlessPodKyle. It's just uh, ultra casual, just saying whatever, doing whatever. Not serious. Come in, say hey. I'll, uh, I don't know, might say hey back. Who knows? <laughs> and if you want to gain access to exclusive content that you can't find anywhere else, you can give us a subscription on patreon.com forward slash R-A-Pod. R as in Ruthless A Expression Pod. And there you can find bonus episodes, show notes. Man, it's a great time over there. Uh, looking to get more content over there. And uh, we got some things cooking up, so do be on the lookout for that. Current uh, subs such as Bipolar Llama, Josh Ism, ADTR Jake 210, Nate the F and Great, and Mr. Fretz. We thank you for your generous contributions. You guys rock and roll and be like them and become a member of the Sabino Squad today. Yep, if we reach 100 subs, uh, Jake will take full nudes and post them on the internet. 
<laughs> you can find me at onlyfans.com slash uh <laughs> slash if the slash lead in my pencil that's my erotic jr theme cosplay <laughs> all right let's go home all right this has been the ruthless aggression podcast i'm levi i am kyle i'm jake baby you too <laughs> I can do this again.